here we are. Welcome. Uh, we all looked at each other like morons right there. I, I just looked up on the screen and I saw Isaiah point to me. And then it's like we've been talking for literally like 30 to 45 minutes about anything. And then all of a sudden, it's like we go live on air and Isaiah gives me the old. I mean, you start every time, I think. I, I, I just didn't know, man. I, I, I'm like one drink in, and I haven't had a beer in a minute. So but the I'm community is just here. used to your voice at this point, and it's just, it just makes sense to start with you. I just felt like this week wasn't my most hot week. So I was just, I'm, I'm taking a back seat in this show. Uh, but if Isaiah, if you got uh, a rundown of what we're going through, we got, we got Josh in on the Zoom. Yeah, I just feel Josh bad for Mike. Building. He already has so much editing to do. <laughs> yeah, Micah has the most difficult job, honestly. <laughs> and we don't pay him. <laughs> yeah. All voluntary. Thanks, Micah. Oh, my dog's outside. Classic. Hey, Micah, can you get that one? Isaiah, run down our show right now. All right. So, what we got going today, we're going to, our main goal today with this podcast is we're going to try to do a little bit better job talking about each person individually. And so, one way we're going to try to do that is by talking about the matchups every week. So, we'll do a rundown of every matchup this week who's playing versus who, what that means. Is it for a playoff spot, a spy, um, loser's bracket seating, that kind of thing. So we'll, we'll run down through the, the matchups and talk about what that means. Then we've got quite a few trades to talk about this week. Um, between our last podcast, which was almost a week and a half ago, we have seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then the most recent one right before we started airing, eight trades this week so we have eight trades to talk about so that'll that'll suck up some time um we'll try to keep that pretty streamlined talking about the ones that matter trying to make the other ones pretty short and sweet and then we'll talk about a couple waiver ads before we just shoot the shit that sounds wonderful josh did you grab a drink out of curiosity yeah i've got my standard diet pepsi going oh, okay. right now <laughs> need the caffeine boost so it's a pretty wise decision Josh is drinking the old DP. What do you got going, Isaiah? I've got a Meowza. Uh, it's got this cute little kitten on the can. It is absolutely why I bought it. I give Josh a little look see there. It is a cute that kitten. but the cutest thing I've ever seen. Isn't that great? It kind of looks like Bruce, if you know Bruce. Like, meow, 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 meow. It's adorable. And then uh, Blake's got his old I'm drinking Olympia. The original Olympia beer. So and funny. guess what, Josh? Guess what? Yeah. Since 1896. Did you know that? I I had a feeling. <laughs> you know what I think of when I see Olympias, Josh? What do you think of? Uh, PBFs. I think of this one girl at Western that whenever she was walking anywhere, she had an Olympia. It's kind of iconic. But real quick question, though, Blake. I yeah. saw that you texted Isaiah. You know, hey, bring the Olympias. But you also said something about, like, I really like that last time was that your first time having an olympia so yeah i had a friend come over and bring olympia beer i've never had olympia beer before wow shocking and he was like and neither had he and so i was like all right let's try it and then i we drank it and you know it's it's not like the best but honestly it's it's, it's pretty, pretty it gets good the job for, the, yeah. for the price yeah, yeah. like it, i might put it over rainier call me crazy call me crazy I might put it over rainier I would be fine with that. Yeah. Eh, they're all the same. So let's get going on these matchups. Uh, first matchup of the week that we're looking at, I'm just going down the list on my scoreboard. So, of course, mine's on top. So we're going to start with mine. I am facing Michael Catton. This is a 7-11 team, myself, versus Michael Catton's 10-8 and squad. I would call this a very important matchup for myself, being that I'm on the outside looking in, but also a very important matchup for Michael, as though he is not clear of that bubble. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, look. Michael, yeah, Michael's gonna make the playoffs. He's he's got a hot team. I think I think you're gonna need uh, a mini miracle here for a big day. Break it down for me. Why do you think I need a miracle? Okay, let me go to your team then. Is Nick Chubb uh, playing? I I want to. That, that is actually Nick why Chubb. I might need the miracle uh, yeah. as Josh looks up the squad so he can give a breakdown. Um, broke my heart this morning when I got the news that Nick Chubb is indeed playing. I was really crossing my fingers on that one hoping that Michael would have to take him out of his lineup and start someone like Latavius Murray or Jordan Howard, because that is a huge swing. Nick Chubb starting hurts. I mean, first off, he's got Kamara, Chubb, Thielen. Like, that three right there, that's that's pretty good. Connor 
had a rough week last week. He's your lead back. Um, but, you know, he could, he could bounce back. Uh, Daryl Henderson, uh, whew, he, could, he could go back to his good ways. Deontay Johnson has been solid at times. I, I just feel like you have so many guys you're, where I'm like, yeah, he could be good. And everything's like it could be. And then with Michael, he's got the could be's, but he's also got the for sure Kamara, Chubb, you know. Dynamic. Yeah, Blake, you in the same boat here? You think I need a mini miracle? Yeah, like I'm looking at this matchup and like as, as a team overall, Michael's really only like downfall is his like QBs. And uh, when I look at his QB matchups versus your QB matchups, Unfortunately, they favor uh, him. So at that point, you don't have any advantage other than your tight end and maybe Tyler Boyd over his second wide receiver. Anyone, so yeah. I say like what what's going to need to happen in this game is that you're going to need everyone to click this specific week. I will say you have the advantage at tight end. I'll give you that one. Hey, I'll take the one. Uh, yeah, anyone who uh, watches any kind of Seahawks football this year, Knows that if your quarterback's facing the Hawks, you're gonna get 25 for so sure. That definitely scares me. Um, so I'm hearing this. I think it'd be kind of fun to do picks to click kind of thing. So it sounds like Blake and Josh are both choosing Michael. Yeah. Let's, we have, we have to answer whether or not you will hit the median though, or or well, will I'll, he... I'll get there. I'll get there. So so are you both picking Michael to beat me though? Uh, head to head, I got I got Michael. Josh. Yep, I'm taking I'm taking Michael. All right. Well, I got to take myself because. Obviously, but so I got a question for you then because this is a big playoff game for both of us. Do you think I survive a week that I don't go two and zero? Can I survive one and one or no? And do yeah. I survive zero and two? I mean, you you kind of need to go two and zero in my opinion, but you know that's kind of how I feel too. So I think I think this week many, for me is is two and zero or bust. Um, it really does depend on the other matchups, but I think this is a big week for me. Like I said, playing week to week. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, looks like Michael's got the edge, but and I, I I agree with you for all the same reasons. I think Michael's got those for sure pieces where I kind of need people to click. So the next matchup is Blake Cleveringa sitting at fifteen and three. He is facing the bench warmers sitting at the opposite five and thirteen. Big David versus Goliath story here, Josh. What do you got in this one? I'm not gonna lie. I was commenting in the chat because Michael hadn't said went through all of that for burrow oh we'll get there and, we'll get there i mean he's right it does seem bad when you put it like that <laughs> so where, where are we talking about where are we on to? Uh, we are talking about blake versus dan five and third or 15 and three versus oh poor dan's trying to get alan robinson right now from me but um here's the thing is that going to be enough he's not, he's not willing to give up too much either Ugh, like i just his receivers are solid. Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, T. Higgins. That's a decent core. Warren Reed, I just don't have faith. Um, Gibson has a good matchup, so that's nice. McKinnon, don't trust him at all. Cam's going against the Ravens. That's rough. Daniel Jones, no faith. I, I don't see how Dan makes the median. And then, you know, I'm always going to pick Blake to at least make the median considering his team so yeah i think uh i think if i need a mini miracle dan needs needs a uh texas sized miracle on this one i think blake's got him at almost every single position i think the fact that dj dallas just got news that hyde and carson are both out is that correct? Yeah, i can't believe dj dallas is about to be the starter again <laughs> yeah so i think uh i think blake you're looking pretty good this week to get both the win and the median what are your thoughts yeah, I feel good about hitting the median. Honestly, I'm I'm at a point where it's like I need I just I'm trying to hit like the median each week and I and I'll be good. So, uh, I feel good about hitting the median. My matchups. Looking at his team, like his team for like when you look at his team though, don't you think his record is worse than what his team is or no? No, I agree. I think uh, Daniel and McRae both kind of fit that bill. Where we talked about them a couple weeks ago, um, being dark horses. Because their their lineups, I think, portray a team that is better than five and thirteen. Um, I'll be be humble here in saying that my seven eleven team is worse than both of their five and thirteen teams on paper. I just think they've kind of gotten a little unlucky in their matchups, unlucky with the median, and they find themselves where they're at. Yeah, fantasy life rough one sometimes. 
Speaking um, of uh, speaking of McRae, uh, that's the next matchup. Um, so another five and thirteen team facing Joey ten and eight, right on the bubble. Very important game for Joey. Very important game for McRae. Josh. Well, see, here's the thing. McRae is probably you know he's off to a bad start with uh, AJ Brown only getting him two point six points. That was that was not ideal. He had a he had a touchdown. Did you guys see that? Mm-mm, what happened? He had a touchdown caught where he could have caught and ran it for probably sixty yards. But he yeah. caught it and started running and just forgot to catch it. And then no catch, no touchdown. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you saw that McCray, but that it was it was. So back to back weeks for McCray with Mike Williams and now AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah, he's just <laughs> the bad luck continues. But you know, I tried to turn around his luck with this trade here. Where I gave him Carson Wentz, Dallas Goddard, and you know Antonio Brown. So I think his lineup is looking a little better now, particularly for this week because he wasn't even going to play Joe Burrow since they were he's facing. Is he going to start Geo or no? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's I tried to get him, try to get Geo from McRae, and he he didn't want to budge on that. But it is odd that he's no, he's not even in his lineup. But I would anyway, think he start him over Zach Moss. The the matchup here, I. And Mike. I think he's got a slim shot, honestly. Joey's team, frankly, I, I feel like I helped out both teams. Tell me I'm wrong here. Um, I mean, you gave you Wait, gave are we Joey talking about Michael the matchup or are we talking about the trade right now? We, we're talking about the we're talking about both, Josh made trades with both McRae and with Joey. And so I can't help but look at both teams and think, you know what? You're welcome. This is this is my gift to both of you. Because <laughs> You know, Michael Thomas now sitting in at his wide receiver one, Terry McLaurin wide receiver two for Joey. That's, that's a pretty that's good awesome. one two punch. And you know, Dalvin Cook has been putting up forty. So I think I think Joey's team looks really good now. He's obviously still got that glaring awful tight end Evan Ingram, who will quote unquote lead him to a title. Hey, Evan but, Ingram, I'm pretty sure scored double digits last game i think he finally yeah, he got 13. yeah he got 13 last week let's go evan so yeah he's well and you know what i will say he also got 10 targets for the second week in a row oh like, hey Joey's nothing like a danny dime target though am i right yeah well yeah right so you know that about three of those were on target <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we need to like change the word like target Right. <laughs> right. Because, like, we, we can see, like, Cooper Cup getting 21 targets. What does that mean? Like, eight receptions, though? You know? Right. Right. Uh, I mean, so Josh, Josh like I'm, a, hearing you taking, uh, I'm hearing you taking Joey here. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Joey. Are you, you – okay, wait. You're, you're taking Joey over McCray? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, honestly, if I'm Joey right now – I, I'm just putting Mattinson in my RB2 slot and just being like, all right, Dalvin Cook, you will get your 40, and then whatever whatever I don't get, Mattinson's going to get. Because the Patriots running back situation is always a scary one, obviously. But, yeah, this matchup's an interesting one. Um, So, Josh, you chose Joey. Blake, you're choosing. I, I'm going McCray. McCray for the upset. He, I, like, McCray, may, listen, when you make, like, a trade like that that makes your team better, I think it gives you momentum. Listen. <laughs> Uh, Luke had a Luke had a shitty Aaron Aaron Jones performance on Thursday night, and I thought that gave me like, uh, oh, that's gonna that's gonna get up my odds a lot. And it turned out not meaning shit because his quarterbacks went for like a hundred total. So I I'm st- I'm gonna go McCray because he's got the momentum right now. Uh, although Joey's team does look a lot better right now with his Mike Thomas edition. Yeah. I am also going to pick the upset here. I think uh, I think I like the trade that McRae just made this week or this week specifically. He put a bunch more points in your lineup, which is what you want and especially what you need at five and thirteen. Um, I think it's going to be really close. Joey Joey's going to hit the medium, I think, as well. I really think McRae needs to take out Zach Moss and put in Geo. I know. I, would agree. He, he needs I know Geo's facing Pittsburgh, but I trust him so much more than Zach Moss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach Moss, if he didn't get touchdowns, his points would be awful. I think he's got to put it, at least put Geo in for Mike Williams or Zach Moss. So, quick recap here: the pot is picking Michael Catton over myself. Uh, we missed it earlier. We're picking Blake over Dan. 
And then for this matchup, it sounds like two to one uh, picking McRae, upsetting Joey. Yep. All right. Yep. Next up, we've got Micah versus Josh. Micah versus Josh. Blake, I'll let you start. Yeah, Micah. Where, where is this one? Where are we at? Hold up. Oh, Micah. There we go. Micah versus Josh. Josh, you'll get the last word on this one. So, uh, Josh, I, I, uh, you have made two trades in 24 hours. I am, I am new to both of them. I did not know you made a trade late last night. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't know ago. that you didn't know. Huh. Well, good on you. I'm so, I'm so deciphering how your team looks right now. So you got Joey B and Mahomes. But Mahomes on a bye. You got Sanders coming back. Micah no longer has Chris Carson. And let's see here. So I don't even know who he can plug in at this point. Doesn't look like anybody. So that's unfortunate. He, Micah is going to need to get to s- some work tonight. I, I can't make sense of this game until Micah figures out who he's going to, if he's going to have a full lineup or not. I'll help you out, Blake. I can make sense of this game. Micah is fighting for his fantasy life. And unfortunately, he's doing it with about one arm and no legs because his entire yeah, team is injured. You can't do anything about it. Like Carson's injured. Uh, Minshew's injured. Freeman's injured. Galladay's injured. Zeke's on a bye. It's rough sledding for Micah right now. And I just don't think he's going to be able to pull together the pieces he needs this week to beat a really well-rounded team. And Josh. Yeah, Micah doesn't have that one guy that could go score a lot for him right now. So even with Mahomes on bye, I think, I think Josh just has too many guys that are going to get him 10 plus, and Micah is really hoping for like his quarterback a few miracles. His quarterback, like if he had some like like a one quarterback that could go get 30 or something, I think he could. But Kirk Cousins is not going to be able to go get 30. Uh, Nick Foles on Monday night. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he got 30, but it's not likely. I would say, Josh, you got the head-to-head matchup. If Luton doesn't stink it up, you will probably hit the median. And I would suspect that Micah is probably fighting for the median this week. I'd agree. I think Luton's the X factor for the median for Josh. Josh, last word. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to chalk it up as another dub for me. It just it looks too promising. What can I say? I mean, Kirk Cousins is going against the Bears. You think he's gonna break six points? I I don't. As an owner of Kirk Cousins for the first, I lost track of the weeks of the season. It was a it was a blur. No, no, he will not. If we if we just look at Micah's first three players, Kirk Cousins, awful matchup against the Bears. Ronald Jones, losing touches to Leonard Fournette. Chris Carson, out. That's that's the start to his fantasy lineup. Chris Godwin. Hey, but don't say it. Micah, Micah's like one of those teams where like when his team looks the worst is when he performs the best. And you guys know yeah. that. Don't sleep on Micah's team. I don't know. It's It's... It looks pretty bad for him this week. Like I said, nothing nothing against Micah. He's just kind of hit it at the wrong time with injuries and bad matchups in a week where he has to win against a yeah. good team. That's it, tough. It, it's not his fault. He's coming up against a well-rounded juggernaut. All right, that's enough. Let's move on to the next matchup. Uh, we've got Ryan Wurtenberger versus Lucas Vickers. Uh, Ryan's sitting at 12-6, and six, probably feeling pretty comfortable, and Luke feeling the most comfortable at a whopping 16-2. and two. <laughs> So, Josh, I'll let you start on this one. What do you got? Well, Luke, uh, I mean, it's tough. I don't want to. Who's currently doing what right now? Luke, <laughs> Luke just left the house. He said, "Hey, I'm going bow hunting." So, well, actually, yeah, I guess hey. it's shooting. Just shooting after, after from a big old nap, right? Yeah, he took his he took his big bear nap. He said, "All right, I'm heading out." I'll let you know. It's a it's a downpour right now. <laughs> Not. Not phasing him at all. <laughs> he was like, yeah, today's a good day for that. <laughs> he made that decision before he even went. He, he was He's like, what's wrong with you? Anyway, Ryan, oh, I'm so mad about Justin Herbert. I'll say it every week. And I was so wrong because he's awesome. And honestly, I'd been going after Herbert hard if I thought Ryan would ever trade with me. But alas, oh, he got eight, eight points from Johnny Smith. That's not bad. That's yeah. You know why he got eight points from Jonathan Smith? Because yeah. they were at, it was first and goal on the one and they gave it to Jonu Smith. Yeah, it was a that one yard sense. rush. That's a that rushing touchdown for Jonu Smith. It's a one yard rushing touchdown for old Jonu Smith. So I'm not even mad about that because it's like I have Derrick Henry. It's just like I'm mad about it for the fantasy principle. It's like just like that's the time where you give it to Derrick Henry. It makes sense. Like, come on. That is, that is I don't know. But I, when I look at this matchup, 
I think my comments about Duke Johnson last week completely came back to bite me in the ass because now Duke Johnson is like a feasible starter right now. I, I yep. bet you not he's a he feasible is. starter. Isaiah's shaking his head no. That's why I had to say that. The reason why I think he's a feasible starter is because the Texans are always going to be losing, and he's going to get those scrub points. He's going to get like three points in the first half, and then he's going to explode for like a touchdown and like 80 scrimmage yards and get like 15 points. On that note, the reason why I shake my head, and then, you know, there's a chance I'm wrong because what I'm thinking of is last year when the Texans acquired Duke Johnson, he was the only running back on that team for a period of time. And everybody said the same thing. Everybody's like, Duke Johnson's the only guy here. He's a pass catching back, PPR nightmare. And you know what Bob did? Didn't use him once. That being said, the reason why I say it could be different this time is because old B.O.B. is gone. Um, and <laughs> Romeo Cronell, who I had no idea was still coaching. <laughs> that dude was a head coach for the Browns like 12 years ago, I swear. But if Romeo sees the potential in Duke Johnson and lets, lets Deshaun just kind of use him as a dumb buff guy, yeah, I could see it. That's exactly but what's going on. I don't think so. What's great about Romeo Cornell is he's looked like he's been 70 for 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> he is the old ageless wonder. Yeah. The ageless wonder. Love that. <laughs> Quick thought before I give my pick for who's going to win. Is Tyler Lockett a boomer bust? Oh, absolutely. Tyler Lockett is 2020 Deshaun Jackson, right? Like, like well, what Deshaun was on the Eagles in his prime, that's Tyler Lockett. Like, he's scoring 40 or he's scoring like two. I, I think Lockett's ceiling's a lot higher. Deshaun always felt like, uh, you know, he might catch that one touchdown for 50 yards and that would be it, or he might not catch that 50-yard touchdown. Lockett's like, it's either 200 yards and three touchdowns or two catches for 20. So, yeah, Blake and I were actually talking about this a couple of weeks ago, I think, where, where Ryan's team Ryan's team has a couple of Tyler Lockett's where it's like, I don't know if Ryan can put together three weeks in a row where he's putting those numbers up, but he can beat anybody in any given week with those numbers. Like if he has Devontae Adams, Tyler Lockett, Justin Herbert, they go all go for 40. That's 120 between three players. That's not actually that crazy. And the thing is, it's like, it's like Ryan, I don't know if Ryan can put up the weeks like back to back weeks. Oh my gosh. I even forgot about Christian McCaffrey because he's hurting. Like Ryan has those guys who can just, like, you'll watch the 10 o'clock games and then turn off the TV because your week's already over. Okay, fun fact. Christian McCaffrey is running back 26 on the season. Has he played, what, three games? He has played three games. Wow. He's a boomer That's bust, insane. Huh? <laughs> That's insane. He's uh, a, listen, he's uh, Ryan a and I were talking about this, like, uh, the other day. Ryan texted you back? Yeah, he texted me back. Congratulations. It was great. So he and I are going to go all out on McCaffrey next year. Like, I, I, I would bet you might see triple figures going to McCaffrey. He's so good. It's, it's, it's going to happen because I'm not going to stop until I see 100. And Ryan, if you don't believe me, just watch, okay? I promise you. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to start until 100. Because McCaffrey is ridiculous. He, he, has he literally played in three games? He's literally played three Here, games. In Blake, Blake also in week two, he got 65% of the snaps in because he had gotten hurt. And then this past week, he only got 70% in because he got hurt. So you hurt. could argue two so games. Like, it's basically a little over two games at this point. Wow. Like what I don't understand is like, like if you're the defensive coordinator and you're week eight and then all of a sudden you see the Panthers week nine, what do you think? Like, like for like, what do you think? Like, hey, what's their game plan? Get the ball to McCaffrey. Like, I, like, will defenses ever key on, in on him? Or I, I don't understand. Like, well, how is know, he always producing like that? McCaffrey is an amazing running back, but you know, as Isaiah pointed out every day of every week, Mike Davis is looking hot. Mike Davis is filling in quite adequately. <laughs> Did I not say he'd be the star of the rest of the season? Okay. Let's make her pick. I go, it's tough. I lean Luke just because he's got Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. So in my opinion, like a lot of NFL teams win, like, like say the Seahawks play on Sunday night or Monday night, prime time, and they explode and they beat 
you know, the Patriots, whatever. You always have a let up week the following week. And Luke smacked my ass last week. His quarterbacks are not going to combine for like 95 points again. I think without, even without McCaffrey, I still think Ryan's team could pop. Ryan's team with Robert Woods going against Seattle, Devontae Adams against Jacksonville. Oh, oh fair point. Devontae Adams is going to score 30 in the first quarter. Come on. That's now. true. That's true. I, I somehow believe in Duke Johnson right now when I never did. And I just feel like that's going to bite me in the ass. Who knows how much work Chubb will get. And even with Chubb, like Cream Hunt will still get 10. So I, I like, I like Luke to hit the median still, but I'm going to take Ryan the head to head this week. Hard to argue against 16 and 2. I mean, the man has literally. I think both those losses actually came in the exact same week. So it's hard to argue against 16-2. That being said, you know, Luke already started a Colts running back called Jordan Wilkins, who, again, the Colts are just playing, like, which running back are we going to use? Nobody knows because uh, he got him two points. I think that's going to hurt him. I mean, we talk about Duke Johnson and, like, if he can be anything, when in reality, he only needs to be better than two points because that's what his counterpart got. Um, so I'm actually going to go beside with Blake here. I think I think Ryan gets some big production from his big players, and I think he takes this one. So the last matchup here, we have Dave and Christian. Also, I could point out that Isaiah goes full last name on the podcast with our millions of viewers. He's like, we got Lucas Vickers, uh, Yakima <laughs> Valley. Uh, then we got... We'll see. He's, he's full last name. I love Well, it's because this is for all the listeners that are, you know, not in the league. And they'll be like, oh, who's, which Lucas? Oh, Lucas Vickers. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. We're just building our brands to the consumers. Mm. Code Josh, get 20% off our, our, <laughs> our, our. I think, I think the real, like looking at the Dave and uh, Christian matchup, the real question is, will Dave start Patrick Laird? Is he going to end up starting <laughs> so Patrick gross. Laird this week? <laughs> I'm like, Pat Laird? Oh, no. Pat Laird's projected 1.54 points. Here's, here's the best thing about Pat Laird. He has one carry on the season, and it went for <laughs> negative one yards. <laughs> <laughs> like, apparently, Sleeper thinks he's going to get one more carry. For for fifteen yards. <laughs> what I'm hearing is the one point five four projection is outrageously high. He he has five touches on the season. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> You're not lying, Josh. I'm That's... not lying. Okay, and also Kenyon Drake is questionable. So uh, no, he is, he's got carry on Johnson as is his and, replacement. And like, I would, they, I would they could add somebody that is better than anybody on this team there, right now. Dave might know something we don't. Listen, Dave, just go add Malcolm Brown, and you might get a touchdown. I'd go Josh Kelly. Is he still out there? He is, but you don't want Josh Kelly, or even Mark Ingram if he plays. There, there is, or Gus Edwards if Ingram doesn't play. There's a lot of options. Isaiah, There's so many. Options. Josh Kelly keeps getting every chance in the world, and he sucks. He sucks. I <laughs> why do you say Isaiah? I had Josh Kelly. I I know he sucks. Well, he's he's saying me because I told Josh at the beginning of the season I believed in Josh Kelly's talent and that like I thought I was a believer. I thought Josh Kelly was gonna come in, he was gonna get the opportunities. I even admittedly thought he was gonna usurp Austin Eckler as the Chargers number one back. And it looks the Chargers, the Chargers have given him Josh is right. The Chargers have given him every single opportunity to do exactly that and at every carry he gets it's like 1.7 yards per carry yeah what made it awful what made it official for me was last week when Kalen Balaj stepped in and looked way better I was like oh like Dolphins Kalen Balaj that one (laughs) yeah it's it's rough there for Josh Kelly but back to the matchup of our 5 and 13 versus 3 and 15 uh reminders out there to all of you looking from the outside, looking in, myself included, there's still stuff to fight for. Mm. It's not over. Well, you might not buy, You might not be fighting for the championship. Might not be fighting for that green jacket or that trophy. True. But arguably, there's more to fight for than that. There's shame and embarrassment. And this year, with our new format, the Toilet Bowl. Do you want to go down in history 
as the loser that lost to all losers. Is, is this a live announcement? Are you announcing something right now? I'm announcing that the toilet bowl this year is going to be a foundation of this league and Whoa. that hopefully it can it can inspire those of us who are so stubborn and so prideful that we will do anything not to be last. Wow. And not to be put on a wall of shame, yeah. wearing a jersey that you never want to be seen in. We need some help coming up with a jersey so bad that you won't don't want to be seen in it or any kind of relation to it. Right now the votes are out. We've got Nathan Petterman or Peterman. I think it's more important that we don't know how to say his last name. We've got Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel. Uh, we're open to other ideas, yeah. but pretty much don't give up. Don't take last. Mm. You're better than that. Don't be Nathan Peterman. Don't do it. That being said, who are we picking? David Christian. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Christian. I, I feel like if... Uh... I honestly feel like if Dave can figure out his Laird situation, I could see his team producing more points. I got Dave. I got Dave. I got Dave. For the same reason why I beat, chose Ryan to beat Luke, I think Aaron Rodgers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars gets David to win this week. Yeah. I got Dave. So Dave gets the two here. So recap of our picks to click this week. Michael over myself. Uh, Blake over Dan. Uh, McRae over Joe. Josh sweeping Micah, Ryan over Luke, and then David over Christian. Wow. How do we know how well we did last week or no? We don't because we didn't write it down. That's why I wrote it down this time. We can actually keep track of how well we're predicting these. Uh, that could be kind of fun. That being said, we do have eight trades that we need to get through today. Oh, and we've already okay. spent we're gonna have to go quite a bit of time on these matchups. So we're going to fly through these. Yeah. Um, the first trade we need to talk about happened, happened on last thursday the day after the podcast between myself and blake blake uh you uh you've been trying to get kelsey from me for i don't know uh, two and a half months no like when you say it like that i try to get t- kelsey from you for three weeks from week three until at the time i got him i didn't say anything to you that's fair but i i trusted in your downfall this year and so I knew eventually at some point you would get over your pride in outbidding me for Kelsey because you didn't want Kelsey. You just didn't want me to have Kelsey. So I knew eventually he will find a home where he is wanted and valued and not necessarily just taken because somebody else doesn't want him. And so you that know, was kind of where I was at. And you know what? In my, uh, in my desperate state, I came crawling to the door (laughs) sheepishly knocked josh you know everything about this and told blake please help (laughs) and uh blake and i came up with a deal where i gave him Le'Veon bell and travis kelsey for darren waller um jk dobbins and deontay johnson um i think the real deal here is between travis kelsey waller and johnson i think bell and jk were kind of just flyer throw-ins the thing that appealed to me here is that I'm trying to win week to week. And I felt like the drop off from Kelsey to Waller wasn't as great as the increase of points I was getting from Deontay Johnson in my lineup that week, which is the reason why I made the deal. The yeah, Deontay the Johnson's kind of a wild card there. What did you say, Josh? I, I was saying that Deontay Johnson's kind of the wild card there because oh, yeah, like, Aaron Waller is going to be solid. And so if you can get Deontay Johnson to be a stud receiver, then, you know, Totally worth it in my opinion but if he flops then you just gave up kelsey so <laughs> I, I totally agree because I, I agree that like Le'Veon and jake are just throwing so really it's it's kelsey for waller and johnson johnson's definitely the x factor there because kelsey's <laughs> always going to be better than waller just kind of depends yeah. on what johnson can give you i obviously did a deal because i'm in love with travis kelsey and <laughs> i i also love deontay johnson when i look at the trade it was like i thought it was a pretty fair trade it wasn't like I don't know if you really valued having tight end one over tight end two, and then you would probably would say, I get the better end of the deal. But at the end of the day, I feel like your value of Deontay Johnson was like good. Yeah. And I liked that. I got Kelsey. It was a good trade. In my yeah. opinion. Everybody's happy. Unicorns and rainbows. Yeah. All right. Next trade. We've got Micah traded with Christian earlier on in the week. A little controversial here. He, uh, he traded for Zeke who at this point, 
might just be a name. And he gave up David Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Corey Davis. Josh, your thoughts? Yeah, I I give that one to Christian. Uh, nice job, Christian, because Zeke at this point, it just feels like he's going to be anywhere from 8 to 11 points. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but right now I think, unfortunately, he's just kind of an average. Like he's going to need a test. The rest of the season. And then well, I think I next think- year. When all the pieces return for the Cowboys, he'll go back to being elite. But as of right now, it's not the right time. What What do you get? You said David Johnson and – Yeah, so I was going to say I agree with you completely there, Josh, where it's like I feel like Zeke's finding himself in that 8 to 12 range, which is that David Johnson range. For and sure. so you could argue that, you know, they just swapped running backs who are arguably the same at this point. And then Christian just added Corey Davis, who has been sneaky solid. Sneaky and good. Juju, who's – Decided to show up all of a sudden halfway through the season. Yeah, don't appreciate that. Except like, the only thing, though, is that David Johnson got hurt post that trade. Yeah. So I don't know how long he's out for it. Do you guys know? No, he was, he was a questionable this week. I think he got ruled out today. And again, I think if we judge this trade the day it was made, I think Christian Great made trade. a good deal. But I think it's also, I think, I mean, Micah probably made the trade with David Johnson getting hurt in the back of his head because who wouldn't, right? <laughs> so like maybe, maybe Micah he? knew what he was doing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Did Micah listen to our podcast and we talked about how he would eventually get hurt and then and, make that move? Duke John, and then all of a Whoa. sudden, Ryan didn't drop Duke Johnson when he looked at Duke Johnson's game log and was like zero 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 zero. All of a sudden, D- David Johnson gets hurt. Crazy. Wow. We, I th- we can predict stuff here on the pod. That's why you should give us a listen. <laughs> For real. <laughs> All right. The next trade we had was between Micah again, but this one was between Micah and myself. Micah gave me Drew Brees, James Conner, and I gave up old Captain Kirk Cousins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Devontae Freeman. Blake, you want to start on this one? Yeah. When I saw that deal, I I saw what each of you were doing, and that's about what I could say about that. Like, it, that was, <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. On that's, that so, deal. that's a perfect way to put it. I saw it too. I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess. I Obviously, I feel a lot stronger about Hopkins than I do James Conner. But yeah. as the league has made it clear, running backs have more value than receivers. And James Connors had a good season. So, yeah, I get it for both. We should spend an entire episode one of these times just breaking down why running backs are more valuable than receivers. Yeah, Because I don't understand it. But, that, again, that's an entire episode's worth of content. Yeah. So, uh, I agree. You know, I think Micah filled the need, and I filled the need, and that was what that was. So, <laughs> next trade was between myself and uh, Luke. I feel like I always need to say his last name, Vickers. Luke Vickers. <laughs> I don't know why. It just rolls off the tongue <laughs> so nicely. Can you um, say Lucas Vickers, though? Lucas Samuel Vickers. There that we go. Better. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one, I'm not going to lie. Looking back on, I'm a little embarrassed about. uh, Your robbery. So here's the thing. I needed to trade Ridley, and I still hold to the fact because he still may not play. So it's not that I wouldn't have not traded Ridley. I would have absolutely still traded Ridley. And I think my problem was frustration. I lost my patience. I had texted everyone in the league about Ridley and gotten just you didn't Except for Blake, me. because I... Except for Blake, because I don't want everyone uh, to trade with Blake. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, everyone else. Isaiah, I already know that. You guys are all... It's 11 against 1. I already know that. Don't think I need yes. to explain myself on that one. But anyways, I'll stop defending myself. I traded Calvin Ridley for Sterling Shepard, Cole Beasley, and Jonathan Taylor. Luke's, and, Luke's uh, above me. Well, I'm not going to lie. At this, When I made the trade, I thought... I think Sterling Shepard is a buy low candidate. I think he is going to be a target hog for the Giants. I think he's going to be 10 points floor. And then I looked at Jonathan Taylor and I thought there's no way the Colts don't invest in their high second round pick. He's talented. He's all they have. Jordan Wilkins is not the answer. And I thought, you know what? I like this. Cole Beasley's also a target hog. And, uh, well, where we're at now is Jonathan Taylor is clearly not the running back in Indianapolis. Cole Beasley is on free agency, and it looks like I traded Ridley for Sterling Shepard. So, Josh, for me part. Uh, yeah, I mean, the main thing that I hate is that Luke was talking up Sterling Shepard so much to me, 
because I was looking at his receivers, and I was like, you know what? After Stephon Diggs, you know, you kind of need some help at receiver. And he's like, dude, I've got Sterling Shepard. <laughs> it was kind of oh, like, I, I mean, that's a that's a wide receiver four. Congrats. Might start him on in your flex on a few bye <laughs> weeks, but you know, he's nothing to brag about, that's for sure. And then somehow, somehow he moves Sterling Shepard as a main piece for Calvin Ridley. And so I was really hoping that Luke would have to continue to start Sterling Shepard, particularly in the playoffs. But instead, we'll just be looking at him starting, you know, Calvin Ridley. It's unfortunate, Josh. And Isaiah, I have a question. So you traded uh, Luke Ridley and White for Beasley, Shep, and JT. I'm pretty sure you could have got that value on any roster. You say you reached out to everyone besides me. I understand why you didn't reach out to me. But why Luke? You don't have to explain yourself with me, but why, why trade with the person who was, has the best record and completely just like, I, I, Josh, I thought the same thing. I was like, Luke, your team is not all that great. All of a sudden, he gets like a top 10 wide receiver. Whew, toughs. And after I just, it hurt for me because like Luke is one of my biggest competitors and I gave, I got, I gave away JT to Luke and then and I, thought, I was like, yeah, you're stuck with him now. And all of a sudden, Isaiah's like, no, I want to be the person who's stuck with JT. And he said, hey, here's a really good wide receiver. So, Isaiah, you don't have to explain it to me, but explain it. Why Luke? So, in my defense, <clears throat> I am in a desperate situation. <laughs> I am knocking on everyone's door, just trying to give my players away. All I want, all I want, I just need points in my lineup week to week to just keep my lowly fantasy hopes alive by a single thread. And I got rejected at every turn. Overpaid, rejected, overpaid, rejected, overpaid, rejected. And you know what? I, I was down, a little sad. And I thought in my saddened state, yeah, Sterling Shepard could be a wide receiver one. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor could be an RB one. Yeah, Cole Beasley, he's fun. And you know what? We all make mistakes. Mistakes happen. But I will say this. I still have the only players in that trade that are actually playing. So at this point, I'm the only one getting points. So I win. Isaiah is the real winner today, everybody. On to the next trade. And this one's got to be quick because it's you two. And all we're doing is talking about Isaiah's trades right now. Amari Cooper for Drew Locke. I have my opinions about that. Josh, do you, the fact that you have Cooper back was my biggest misunderstanding of that trade. Josh, do you want to give me 30 seconds of your opinion on this trade? Yeah, I'll give you a quick 30 seconds. Um, Isaiah texts me on Sunday morning. He says, I want Drew Locke. I kind of laughed. And then I said, <laughs> well, I kind of need him. But <laughs> deep down, I'm like, sure, let's see what is going on here. And then he said, I said, what are you willing to give up? And he said, Amari. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I could get Amari back. And, like, I know Drew Locke's facing the Falcons. He'll probably have a great week. But at the same time, this is Amari Cooper who, besides the awful Ben DiNucci game, he's been pretty good even with, you know, Dalton or uh, what's-his-face, the guy that played last week. I don't even know who he is. But yeah. I was like, I'll take that. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, Isaiah. Yeah, that's that's my my opinion is is the same as yours. It's like Isaiah, like it's like the principle, Isaiah. I don't even know if I'm gonna give you some time to explain yourself. I understand why you did the deal. It worked out for you. You got 30 points. It's just like to me, it, like there's a principle of trading, and you have completely given away Michael Thomas for Daryl Henderson. At this point, you don't have a choice not to give me time on this one, bud. Here we go. Oh, he butted you. Dude. Isaiah, you have done Here one, we go. two, three, four, five trades. I, Micah, edit this one so it's quick. I, oh, this is going to be quick. Made a trade. Took me from 0-2. That's, that's all I need to say. Great job. Great job. All I need to say. Isaiah, obviously I have my biasy because you are trading with Josh and you are trading with Luke and giving them just nothing for really good players. I'm not trying to beat you this year. Hey, that was my goal last year. I'm trying to beat Josh and Luke this year. You are not trading with me, but you're trading with those two. That's why I'm just like, oh, 
I wish I could have MT for Daryl Henderson. And then if I'm Luke, I'm like, oh, I should have Calvin Ridley for Sterling Shepard. Taking way too long. Luke's already back from his bow shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's back. Guess who's back? Lucas. Samuel Vickers is back, everybody. He is drenched. <laughs> <laughs> the rain got to him. Real quick question. Did the rain get to Luke? Yes or no? Send your vote in. Right. The next trade is, uh, Isaiah, you can talk about the next trade. <laughs> I would love for you to talk about this one. The next trade is uh, Nick, uh, Big Dick Nick Foles, oh. uh, Chris Godwin, and Ronald Jones for DeAndre Hopkins. I think all my thoughts have been said. Blake, uh, <clears throat> Blake likes to take things personally. I was saying things in the chat. I wasn't even attacking Blake. What I was saying in this trade is that, like, I understand where Mike is coming from because I'm in the same exact spot. I've been in the same exact spot. I just think Mike has settled. And then props to Blake. Props to Blake. As a, if I was in Blake's shoes, I would try to do the exact same thing. I would try to get Micah to buy my Nick Foles bullshit. And you know what? He bought it. Sold. Shipped. Delivered. Blake got DeAndre Hopkins. Got Nick Foles off his plate. Kept Deshaun Watson. I'm just saying, and I texted Micah this afterwards, I felt like you settled. You should have pushed for Watson. Josh? Uh, yeah, I, I also feel like Mike is settled there because Hopkins was just traded for Deshaun Watson. And then, you know, he's giving away Hopkins for uh, uh, Drew Brees, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, Drew Brees, maybe earlier. Oh, I think Blake had traded Hopkins for Deshaun Watson. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it seems like he's settled. But I will also say that I just traded away Michael Thomas and like other people for average quarterback so i kind of get it but yeah it does seem like he's settled isaiah isaiah says blake you make no sense and then he goes oh you don't take things personally what else did you say on this uh, he said all right you're being ridiculous blake people need to see how ridiculous you are being you take things personally you don't even understand you don't make sense blah 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 isaiah i like i can't criticize your moves then like my moves weren't like I don't understand why I was the one being criticized at that like like you know what I'm saying? Again, I'll clarify. I was criticizing Micah because Blake is reading those messages out of context, and he was referring to trades. How he was talking about how my Amari Cooper Daryl Henderson trade made no sense after he said it did, and talking about how oh well why didn't you give me Nick Foles for Tyler Boyd? Uh, but we don't need to go into that. Um, we can move on. We've got one more trade we need to talk about, Josh. And Josh, this one's between you and Joey Catton that happened mere minutes before this podcast started. Blake, you want to get us going on this one? Well, there's another one in between. Oh, that that's one. right. I forgot the Michael Thomas one. Because I didn't even know about the Michael Thomas one. So I was processing. Uh, I'm still processing Josh's two trades that happened because they happened on air to me, basically. Josh, who do you who are your wide receivers right now? I, I'm confused. Okay, so I mean sometimes I'm not gonna lie, I'm I even kind of need to refresh because a lot of moving pieces here, but Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks, uh, and Amari Cooper, those are the main ones. Darnell Mooney's still there. Nice little piece, huh? I, I mean oh, shut up. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, those those are my receivers. Okay, so looking at this deal, you gave away Mike Thomas, who, uh, and I know I've talked to Josh, I've talked to you about this. Isaiah, I would love to talk to you about this, and I would love to hear Evan Olser's perspective because I see Antonio Brown as like a piece, and then he was another piece, but then I see everyone complain about Chris Godwin. Uh, why is nobody, like people, people are devaluing Chris Godwin when nobody's devaluing Mike Thomas. And I don't understand why. Because, you mean Antonio Brown? No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Mike Thomas and Godwin because I have Mike Thomas was wide receiver one last year and Chris Godwin was wide receiver two last year. Well, people are devaluing Mike Thomas. <laughs> Blake, I tried to trade Mike Thomas all year. John, Josh got him for pretty good value. He got him for a feasible wide receiver two and quarterback two. And a side piece, Antonio Brown. Don't you think that's like like lower level wide receiver one value? 
I don't know. I think the difference between Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin is Michael Thomas is competing with Jared Cook and Emmanuel Sanders, whereas Chris Godwin is competing with Antonio Brown, so exactly. Mike so Evans, how, how can Antonio Scotty Brown? Miller, Rob Gronkowski, not to mention the Buccaneers actually throw to running backs more than any team in the entire league. 46% of the time they're throwing to a running back, which means Leonard Fournette is actually the lead receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's like, how can you trust Chris Godwin, who has an injured dominant hand in an offense with that many pieces that Tom Brady likes to throw to? So how is Antonio Brown being valued then, though? I think Antonio Brown is being valued unfairly because his name is Antonio Brown and people get excited. But I think, I think so, that's, that's a piece you should talk about because people are overvaluing Antonio Brown. So at the beginning of the year, we had Mike Thomas – or excuse me, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin under that offense being ranked wide receiver five, wide receiver six. Uh, Mike Evans is pretty much Mike Evans this year as he was last year, in my opinion. Uh, Chris Godwin, however, has been hurt. But when he does play, he's only had like two bad games. I feel like Chris Godwin's like a prime wide receiver too. In my opinion, I like who, who's a better wide receiver that Tom Brady would throw to versus like, Godwin is, is he not Tom Brady's like best option? Weirdly enough, you could legitimately argue Scotty Miller. Okay, I all right, I'm done with this. <laughs> look at the numbers. <laughs> okay. Also, as I mentioned earlier, look up the stats. No joke, the Buccaneers throw to running backs more than any other team in the NFL. I would say this: Ronald Jones tripled. Tri- Ronald Jones tripled uh, Leonard Fournette's carries last week. Okay. Everybody, he tripled everybody. Are you talking about the the Saints when they had like five carries? <laughs> Leonard Fournette had one carry, and Ronald Jones had like three. You know, I saw that. I I didn't watch the game. I'm still confused offensively what they did the whole time. <laughs> so Tom, Brady, was, listen, Tom Brady did not look good. I, in my opinion, that game was a complete coaching mismatch. Like that game was a coaching mismatch. Like it, the Saints were ready to go from the start. All right. Listen, let's shoot the shit for a second. I have a question that I want to pose to you guys. And then I want to talk about who I think, because like my answer changed last night. And I was like, I got to ask Isaiah and Josh this next time we record, because this is a question that I didn't even think of myself. And it's like stupid that I didn't even have the answer. Okay. I want you guys to answer as quick as possible. You ready for this? What wide receiver do you want the rest of the season go? Oh, this is just anyone? Wide receiver that you want rest of the season go. You have five seconds. Hurry Hopkins up and answer. Hopkins. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's the stuff. Who? Who? Five. Let's go, Isaiah. What wide receiver do you want the rest of the season? Wow. Probably Hopkins. Wow. I was trying to remember the receivers. So, all right. Do you guys want to know my answer? Tyler Boyd. No, my answer is DK Metcalf. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Why? Why on earth would it not be DK Metcalf? Let's compare. Let's compare and contrast. Let's just compare and contrast uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Who has the better quarterback? I mean, we can't not say DK. Okay. Who, that's a leading question. I really, I really wish I would have said Allen Robinson. I am so I should, mad. I should have said Tyler Boyd. Who, who has the better, better quarterback? Who has the better quarterback? Yeah, DK. DK has the better quarterback. Okay. Whose defense is worse, therefore leading to throw more? DK's. I mean, the Seahawks okay. defense is okay. on the whole. Okay. Who has done better thus far? Isaiah, what are you looking at? Oh, I'm actually looking at receivers now to see oh, yeah. if there was a better option. Yeah. Uh, yeah, DK's done better so far. Okay. So, of those questions, I could ask you so many more questions that go against any wide receiver that you would have answered. I'm any wide receiver that you would have answered. I did so, Hopkins, I, but I'm, I'm changing my answer to Devontae Adams. So I would still ask you those same questions. Who's done better? Who has the better quarterback? And who has the better defense? Devontae Adams. You think, the, you think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson? If you think that, get the hell out of my house. That's offensive. Aaron Rodgers is not a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't, don't say that. Listen. I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought Devontae Adams myself. I was like, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams. He is hurt all the time. 
he's hurt all the time and it drives you nuts. And he, if he only plays that many games, it's like, it's, you're going to be in Ryan's situation where you're like, you win when he plays and you don't, when you don't. Why? Like you can't like, listen, I'm not like, obviously like we can all love DK Metcalf. This isn't about the fact that he's on my roster. I also thought Devonte Adams was like my answer, but looking at it, all these people are East coast people that got these rankings going on. They don't know what's good in the PNW. DK hey. Metcalf, in my opinion, should be the best wide receiver going forward because everything lines up for him. I would put my faith into him. If I'm like not a Seahawks fan, like that's what my answer would be. So I don't want to change my answers because I'm like emotional about them. Josh, what's your take on that? Devontae Adams has played three less games and is still ranked higher. He's scored more points. Uh, okay. He hasn't scored more points. He's six points behind, but the fact that he's played three more games is a good point. Well, three less games is a good point. That being said, like, I would rather, I kind of, I would rather not. I, I, he's sketchy. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I wouldn't have answered DK, and I think it's because DK is still so young and so raw. And so it's like he's not the name that comes to mind. But I think Blake actually does make a pretty compelling argument that, like, DK might be the fantasy receiver you want going forward. And I think it's really cool as a Seahawks fan that we get to say that or at least have an argument about that about one of our receivers. That, like, we have a guy who might be number one on the receiver list. And I understand that's partially circumstantial with like game script and the fact that quarterback, but like DK is talented and it is so cool that we have him. Like there, Josh, I texted you this. There has been like three plays where he could have had an extra 10 points just because of he did something stupid or a flag, whatever. Like, yeah, there's a lot of shit. Could have us though. Yeah, Josh. So, like, if you're gonna sit here and tell me like that, there's like clear other options. Like, don't I understand? Like, my answer before last night was honestly Devonte Adams for the entire year. I've been trying to get Devonte Adams from Ryan, but I gave up a couple weeks ago because like he, Ryan's not training with anybody. And my opinion, like, I think DK going forward is if like if I'm a non, if I'm just looking at this from standard issue, I'm like, all right, who's got the best quarterback? That's DK, who's got, you know, game script going in their favor most of the time is DK. So, Josh, next subject. Is that what you're saying? So I was just going to say, like, I actually do think that's a really interesting question. So I would love to hear other people's opinions. Like, what do you think? Who is the receiver you want going forward? And I think it's also super interesting to be like, yeah, why is DK not in that conversation? Is it because he's so young? Um, But, yeah, go ahead. I I pose that question as a Seahawks fan because we're all Seahawks fans. Okay, Josh, give me the – yeah. As a recap, because <laughs> it's because you you're talking about DK, like you know you you're you're not listening. You're just like, let me tell you why DK is the best. <laughs> because you you guys don't think he is, and I'm trying to I'm trying to as a Seahawks fan, being like, yo, we have gold right now. We have gold as Seahawks fans. Let's embrace that because we have a really cool combo of Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf going right now. Know that, as Seahawks oh, fans, that we should pray, huh? I said, I think we all know that, though. And then I said, actually, Ryan doesn't. Yeah. Let's not start a fight in the chat. Uh, so, yeah, as a recap, seriously, I think it's an interesting question. Like, what receiver do you want going forward and how serious or how real is DK? Don't forget, also, we are going to be putting our unpaid intern to a lot of work this week if we continue to talk. So we're going to slow it down here. Please go ahead. Remember, don't be a loser. Don't Don't be a loser. Do your best to win. Who cares how bad your record is? Do your best to win. And uh, what I want you to do is I want you to put put that message in the chat. Tell me. Tell me what jersey is the worst possible jersey to be worn and shown in a picture on a wall of shame. Because that is what we need to be working against, is not wearing that jersey. And that's all I have to say. Josh, sign off. That was hot. I got nothing. The song's called Don't Lose. I just said Don't Lose. Uh, it's Saturday. We're a little late in the recording. Sunday's one of the best days of the week, baby. On the week. Huh? Yep. And shout out to uh, shout out to Amelia for uh, putting up with us for way longer than she should have to. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ask Luke how his bow hunting is. Bow shooting. Keep saying. Hi, right, Josh.